0: Is Jazz shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour in partnership with Mish Reya. It's business, but it's personal. <laughs>
1: That was Dizzy Gillespie with For The Gypsies. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers. I'm Eric Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And alongside them, we put people who are doing exactly the same in the world of business. They're shaping it, and we call them business shapers. My business shaper today, I'm very pleased to say, is Christian Faze. He's the co-founder and CEO of Lend Invest, and they are an alternative finance platform. They're techie. They've got lots of money for potential investors in the world of property, and you'll be hearing a lot from him about how it all works and how he's grown and been invested in himself, in fact. Lots coming up from Christian very shortly. In addition to hearing from him, you'll be hearing from our program partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then we've got some brilliant music on top of all of that, including Gregory Porter, Mr. Eric Bibb and this tribute to Fat Swaller from Jason Moran. Jason Moran with Ain't Misbehaving. Christian phase is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers, as I said. Co founder and CEO of Lend Invest, the alternative finance platform, as we've named it. Um, what is a. And, and Christian, hello. Thanks. Thanks, Elliot. Where are my manners? Thank you <laughs> good so morning. much. For, good morning. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, tell me what LendInvest is, because some people in the know will know it and many people won't. It's yeah. pretty natty, so I'd love you to explain it in simple language.
2: Yeah. No, in simple language, it's um, it's very much like the name says. So LendInvest, we, we lend money, and uh, we also have an investment platform. So we describe it as an online mortgage marketplace. So we are... A Principally a mortgage lender, but um, so on the on the borrower side, we lend money to um, borrowers that are borrowing to um, purchase property or to, to do works to a property, um, and then on the investor side, uh, we have an online investment platform which allows investors to invest in the loans um, that we we lend out, and across it all, we're using technology, so we're we're very much a technology led business um, and using technology just to make the experience of getting a mortgage a much better one um, and letting investors invest in a mortgage, which is a relatively new asset class.
1: It sounds for sim- investors, for investors, <laughs> yeah. it sounds simple when you when you describe it. Let me let's go back a little bit. You're a, a lawyer by training. Yes, yeah. uh,
2: don't I, hold that against I'll me. I'll try. And, no.
1: I'll really try not to. It's very personally for me. It's <laughs> yeah, very difficult. Um, I've I've interviewed a few lawyers turned entrepreneurs. Not many. Yeah. I've interviewed many accountants turned entrepreneurs and right. other professionals, but not many yeah. lawyers. Yeah when did
2: you realize you didn't want to be a lawyer and when did you realize that you could set up your own business? It's an interesting question. I I mean, I think I always wanted to set up my own business um, and I studied law. I really enjoyed actually the study of law. I think I enjoyed the practice of law less, actually. So um, the sort of in a bizarre sort of way, because I'm not necessarily an academic person, but I enjoyed the academic way of, of studying law. But then the practice of it is very, very different. Um, always wanted to start my own business, and actually, the first business I started back in Australia was a small legal practice. Um, and that wasn't because I necessarily wanted to start a law firm, but uh, it was the only sort of business I knew and wanted to start a business. So that sort of that was where it all began, really. And and you came to the UK about twelve years ago. Uh, I've been here for about twelve years. So I did three years, went back to Australia, and then then came okay. back. Yeah, because I've seen some some big name law firms in there, which are, and yeah. other, and other
1: in house jobs as well. Yes. Where did the idea come from for this this lend invest yeah.
2: company that you've now yep. created? Yeah. So uh, in Australia, um, when I had started my own legal practice. Um, started doing work for a lot of uh, short term alternative mortgage lenders and sort of really got to know the business quite intimately um, and I guess from from the lawyer's perspective and, and perhaps you'll appreciate this it felt like that the lawyer was doing a lot of the work um, you know putting the deal together doing the documentation all the rest of it um, and I felt like uh, actually I want to be the guy doing the deal um, and be the entrepreneur behind it so um, but yeah that that's really where I got my first Introduction to to the mor- to the mortgage industry um, was acting for for mortgage lenders, and then um,
1: I read uh, about the frustration that you had around the mortgage process itself, and that being one of the other reasons yeah. why you, you said this. And anyone that's a, that's applied for a mortgage or that's got a slightly um, off-pieced request yeah. or that yeah. doesn't have the the, the right ju- documentation and is self-employed yeah. always struggles, especially if you're looking at investments and buy-to-lets yep. and so on. What? Where were you in that? Were you actually kind of a victim of that, or did you observe that?
2: Uh, well, I've been both, definitely observed it. Um, but, yeah, I've been a victim of it as well myself. And it's something that we actually feel quite passionate about in terms of just how backwards the mortgage industry is. Um, you know, the average mortgage in the UK takes three months to get. It's extremely Frustrating. It's a, it's hard to imagine a poorer consumer experience. Um, and you know whether you've banked with a bank for you know a number of years, that f- you know you go along to the branch. The first thing they're going to do is print out a paper form, which is unpopulated, um, and ask you what your name is, what your address is, and what your date of birth is. You know the, they've got the information in the computer they've just printed the form off from, but it just it's not all meshed together. Um, so it's it's a really poor offline experience. Um, personally, yeah, as a as a foreign national coming to um, the UK, it's very difficult to borrow. Um, and also, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, three years tax returns and all this sort of stuff, um, it, it's very difficult. So I think you know I've certainly been subjected to that. And just generally through our business, we observe every day um, people who have been let down by high street high street you know mainstream mortgage lenders um, just by backward outdated processes. Stay with me for more about how the backward
1: outdated processes are going to be confined <laughs> to the dustbin forever by Christian Faze, my business shaper today and co-founder of, and CEO, in fact, these titles, of Lend Invest. Time for some more music though now. This is Eric Bibb with Tell Riley. Tell Riley, baby Next time you come to town
0: If he needs somewhere to lay, lay his body down
1: Eric Bibb with Tell Riley. Christian Faze is my business shape today Co-founder CEO of LendInvest And we've been talking about confining awful and old antiquated processes to the dustbin In order to attempt to do that you need some funds yourself mm. You've been very successful as a business in raising money I mean yeah. lots of it uh, My yeah. sources say it's, it runs into the millions yeah. Tell me how you did that Why have people backed you Christian and your team?
2: Um, Well, I think um, it's important to point out that we haven't been an overnight success. So, you know, we set up our business back in 2008 um, and, you know, we went a number of years actually not being backed and actually sort of, you know, really having to struggle as a small business to sort of to to make means. Um, And in many respects, that set a really good foundation. So we weren't sort of the hottest startup that just had money thrown at us from day one. Um, But by the time we got perhaps to that stage, um, you know, we'd sort of uh, built a really good foundation for the business. But I think uh, why we've been successful now, I think it's a bit of that. It's the fact that we've gone through a struggle. We've built a really sound business. It's a profitable business. Um, we're not necessarily just chasing the hype around um, some of the areas of, of the technology space, um, but uh, also I think our investors, certainly our equity investors, really believe in the fact that mortgages will be disrupted. You know, I don't think anyone believes that. Well, hopefully, you know, people can understand that in five years' time you will get a mortgage online. That's that's just the way it will be. So. That process I described of going into the bank, in, into the bank branch and filling out a paper form is kind of those days are limited um, and they're coming to an end. And I think you know equity investors really believe in that and they think that we're the team that will be able to to make a real impact on that.
1: I like the steady as she goes kind of story, which is that it isn't hasn't been an overnight success. To use your words, yeah. What advice would you give? There's one thing you would say to someone looking to raise significant money as you have. What would it be?
2: Um, I would say it's focus on um, not the current trend or fad, but to focus on creating a real business. Focus on creating a business where there's a genuine consumer need um, and you can make a business that actually makes money out of it um, without the need for external capital. I would write that down. I think that's pretty
1: good (laughs) advice there. You can stay. You can stay (laughs) there to the end. It's brilliant. Um, Stay with me from all four from my business shaper Christian um, FaZe who's my guest today, I'm very pleased to say. We've got the latest travel in a couple of minutes, but before that, some words of advice from our program partners at Mishkondorea for your business.
3: So I'm Joe Hancock, the cybersecurity lead at Mishkondorea. One of the most common problems I see people have at the moment is almost over-collecting data. There's an obsession with data and digital. That's a really good thing. It presents brilliant opportunities. But at the same time, collecting data that you don't really need, or storing data that you really shouldn't store anymore, prevents a massive risk. At the same time as having that data gives you some good kind of business outcomes, having it there means there's good a target for attackers. It means that you're much more likely to lose it. And if you don't delete it properly, you're much more likely to breach regulation. And all of this really starts to create a bit of a risk for business that isn't very well understood and isn't really well managed at the moment. Another whole set of problems that could be avoided very simply are just by doing the basics. If you use complex passwords, change your password regularly. Don't use the same password for for multiple services, as everybody does. Even just one or two different passwords will stop you being the victim of some of the large data breaches we've seen soon. They'll protect your identity. They'll help protect your bank accounts or your finances. Just by doing very, very simple things, either as an individual or as a business, you can remove most cyber risk that's out there at the moment. Nothing can ever be 100% secure, but at the same time, you really can make your own life and your business much better by doing these things.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
1: You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I get to meet someone who's shaping the world of business. We call them business shapers. And if you've missed any of the previous five years or so, then iTunes is your destination. Put in the words jazz and shapers, BA if you're flying soon, or cityam.com if you fancy a look around a really good place for news. Christian Faze is my business shaper today, co-founder and CEO of LendInvest, and they are an alternative finance platform, and they're hoping to disrupt the world of mortgages. As you move, Christian, to create the new reality, and you are kind of making up as you go along, if you like, and you're saying, well, here's the experience I'd really like to create, huge amounts of stuff happen behind the scenes, huge amounts of engineering, I imagine, huge amounts of kind of user experience stuff, which people always talk about. How have you managed to assemble those teams? And as a non-technical expert, as a CEO, how do
2: you make sure you get the best out of them? It's a really good question. I think it's probably been one of our biggest challenges. Um, So, as I describe, we sort of started as an offline, um, you know, very uninteresting business in in many respects, and then sort of trying to become a technology disruptor in our space um, has been difficult to attract um, good tech talent. So we, we do need the best we can find, and often, um, you know, you don't want to take the techie guy out of a bank because you know they're sort of used to. Programming and languages that are twenty years old, and sort of, uh, you know, the the legacy systems that they've been dealing with. So you don't want to sort of go full circle and and recreate that. Um, conversely, if you take uh, guys out of Facebook and Google and so forth, which we have, they come from a very different reality um, in terms of just you know the expectations of um, the type of environment they expect to work in, um, and also um, often don't have a good understanding of financial services. So. Really um, whilst we say we 're very much a technology led business, our core of what we do is is a financial services business and you know I say at the company updates and all the time I reinforce with the guys like we 're dealing with other people 's money and actually it 's a really serious business so whilst we 've tried to create a really fun culture and um, an attractive place for for tech orientated people to come and work at the end of the day we're not building a games app or something that is about selling as much as possible as quickly as physically possible um, you know it's, it's about building a sound sensible business and treating it with the seriousness it deserves which is you know dealing with other people's money
1: how do you define your own role as the CEO besides what you just described which is essentially ensuring everyone understands that the stakes are high yeah. that they've got to be focused that it is other people's money which is a very good way of putting it yeah um what is the role that you end up doing, the, the role that you play in the business on a daily basis?
2: Yeah, uh, another like, brilliant question, because I think it's kind of um, w- when you start, you're a startup, my co-founder and I, you do everything. Um, and I think as the business grows, you know, we're sort of approaching 120 people now. Um, you can't do everything. And I think it's actually through that journey, you do come to a realization that there's people that can do certain things much much better than you and and part of the challenge is, is really attracting the best people we can find and actually people that are much better than us at doing things from you know in-house legal to the technology to compliance to the funds management and so forth so it's uh but but that that is a journey to realize that that you you can't do everything and certainly that there's uh, you know there's pl- people that are much better placed than you to do things have you accepted it yes or no <laughs> starting to yeah he doesn't I <laughs> yeah. look at his eyes this is a guy who likes to go but I can write that better than well, you. you it's know, hard isn't yeah. it though i'm sure it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in, in, often you think you can, but in reality you can't because you just need to scale a business. And a business is fast growing, you know, you simply can't do everything. So, really, it's taking on a leadership role and trying to make sure that um, you're taking away the blockers in front of any people that are in the business for, from doing what they need to do to sort of take the business to the next level. Save me for more from Christian My Business Shape. But time for some more music. This is the brilliant Gregory Porter with French African
1: Queen. That was Gregory Porter with French African Queen. I've been talking to Christian Faye, my business shaper today, co founder and CEO of Invest, and we were talking about leadership. Um, your legal training, I bet that was a brilliant background for leadership, <laughs> Christian. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a
2: brilliant background. I'm kind, I'm kind <laughs> yeah, of I know, joking, yeah, I can tell, I can but, tell. But,
1: but I mean, uh, what, not for leadership, no.
2: no. What, what's prepared you then? Have you learnt on the job? yeah definitely learning on the job, and you know certainly now we've got we've got good investors, so Atomico is our main vC investor, and you know there's a lot of mentors that they provide and so we get guides as the business grows, we sort of have people that are coming into the business to provide people like myself with with um, appropriate guidance. You seem incredibly affable. I mean, I don't mean that, you know, you're very relaxed. Uh, no,
1: it's a good <laughs> thing. It's a good thing. How would the team describe you? Are you, are you much steelier?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably less affable than I'm, I'm maybe coming across now. Um, I think, uh, yeah, try and create an environment where people are empowered to take ownership of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but if they're not performing, then certainly they, they would. Realise that quite quickly. Ah, he's giving me the look now. Okay, (laughs) okay. He's just he's just looked into through the glasses. Okay, I'm thinking. I understand. So
1: there's a balance, obviously. So there is. There's and it feels like you're pretty fair. I would say you're I, I
2: try to clear. be. Yeah. I mean obviously they may say I'm a bit moody from time to time but you know that's just sort of dealing with a 100 different things at once sometimes but um And do you enjoy all this bit of it though? This this Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean I think it's um like I said it's definitely a journey but it's a, it's a really exciting one and I think now we're at the point where it's it's kind of we're very well capitalized, very well supported. It's kind of we have an opportunity to make the business as big and successful as we can imagine it to be. So so it is hugely exciting. My final chat's going to be coming up with Christian. Plus, we'll be playing a track from
1: another Christian. It's Christian Scott. That's after the latest traffic and travel.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
1: That was Christian Scott with Twin, and you may recall that he won a Jazz FM Award. Um, he's a brilliant and innovative musician. Christian Faze is my business shaper today, and he's co-founder and CEO of lendinvest I've only got him for a little bit longer. You've talked about team. We've, we've talked about leadership. There are plans, I believe, to, you said, scale. And there are plans potentially to IPO the business. Where are you going to be, Christian, in all of this? Because, you know, the founders are founders and then they become leaders and yeah. then they sometimes disappear into the sunset. Yeah. How connected are you to the future of this business?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm very connected. I think um, in many respects, like I said, it's, it's a really exciting time for the business. And I think for me, it's um, we're just getting started. Really. I think, you know, we talk about the opportunity just to disrupt mortgages. It's a £1.2 trillion market in the UK. Um, the reality is we're only 0.15% of that market. So we're really just scratching the surface of what can be achieved. You know, I'm a young guy ish. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't plan to go anywhere anytime soon. Are you driven by the money? Um, Personally. Uh, it's not that important. I mean, I think it's uh, it's it's a good validation of what you're doing, but it's it's not what drives me.
1: It may not drive you, but obviously it drives your investors. It mm. drives the market.
2: Yeah.
1: I've spoken to other people who are looking to create their unicorn, the you know, yeah. the next billion uh, pound business. Yeah. Does the profit matter today? And obviously, it's it's where it is. But have you got pressures on you behind the scenes to deliver a profit, or do people understand this is a long
2: play? I think certainly we've been fortunate with our investors. They do understand it's a long play. Um, but then, like you say, how how long is long? I don't think, you know, it's not infinite. And in many respects, we do think that, um, you know, this opportunity is a closing window. You know, the the opportunity to disrupt mortgages is a, re- is a really big one now. But if we take five or 10 years to do it, it's kind of like we won't be the, the, the dominant player in it. Um, so we do need to move quickly for that reason. In terms of creating the next unicorn, uh, that would be nice. And certainly we do work very hard towards that. All of our staff have options in the company. You know, we give everyone share options. Um, and so everyone has a vested interest in building the company to be as big and as um, financially successful as it can be. Um, but uh, I think it is a balance between creating a, a, a great product, really valuable company and, and giving shareholder value as well.
1: You look like you're enjoying it, and I'm assuming you are, because there's still, there's still smiles and you have a bit of a twinkle in your eye and stuff. Yeah. Um- Next, the, the, the kind of couple of priorities that you've got for the next three to five years for you that you with if we then spoke again in five years ago earlier that's what I'm
2: will have delivered and you say to me yes I delivered them and that would have made the difference what do you think they are um I, I mean some of it's quite technical so I think in many from from an outsider's perspective it would be very much more of the same so build our brand build investors trust um, keep building away on the platform um you know keep working on the technology to make it a better experience. Um, underneath the hood, it's evolving our product range, um, allowing a wider audience of investors to invest in our, our products and so forth. So, but some of that's quite technical stuff. But I think it's, it's more of the same, bigger and better.
1: I hope it gets bigger and better. Um, Good luck with it. Oh, it's been really lovely to meet you. Just before I let you go and make it bigger and better. Yes. um, What's your song choice and why have you chosen it?
2: Yeah, so my song choice is, um, well, it's more more the artist himself, actually. So James Morrison, uh, who's an Aussie uh, jazz musician, Um, and uh, the song is All of Me and any reason why you (laughs) chose this one apart from he's an Aussie? You just like him. I like him and it's his most popular song on Spotify so I went (laughs) with that.
1: You're an honest man, Christian. Here it is. Thank you very much. That was James Morrison with All of Me, the song choice of my business shaper today, Christian phase Someone with a very clear purpose for his business, namely to be a disruptor. Real clarity of where he wants to go with this business and a sense, I think, of honesty in the way that he manages his team and that he's pushing this business forward. Uh, all really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us because coming up next is
0: Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.